1: somebody who's been cool over the last week or so training you up, and then all of a sudden their tone of voice changes and says, we can't allow you to go down there. Don't go down there. Very light light. They followed a
2: long haul northward, and this ended with two large and very ancient-looking carved wooden doors. I venture to say they're not worried about people coming down there. They're worried about what they're trying to hide. Not the people coming over there, but whatever's coming out of it. They also saw strange human-sized footprints in the dust. However, these prints had only three, three toes. toes. Oh, this would not be advisable, as he might have a run-in with the lizard men. Oh my, yeah. I'm on... Hello and welcome to another episode of Supernatural Station. I'm your host, Roman Daniels, and joined with me is my twin brother, Jaron Daniels. Hey, happy Monday, y'all. And we have our cousin, Sean Lawrence, with us again. How did I get here? <laughs> I don't know, I think you're on simulation, like I was the other day. <laughs> Alright, well let's do this. So we're gonna dive into something that's pretty crazy, and I just want to—I kind of just want to dive right into it, and then as we go, we'll kind of just discuss what we're talking about here. But basically, there—this is an article that we stumbled upon years and years ago, and we wanted to cover it on the podcast because it's so interesting and it relates heavily to our locale—we're in Salt Lake City here, and it's—it's it's related to that. So the article is titled "Crossroads or Cross Worlds." basically right there on the on the article, there's a picture of the granite Mormon LDS vaults. We have these giant vaults that uh, the LDS church owns. Um, and so you see a photo of that. But here's basically the article. So I'll just read this first paragraph here. The following are reports in no particular order concerning underground anomalies below the Crossroads Plaza, which by the way, the Crossroads Plaza is referring to a mall that no longer exists. Now the um, City Creek Mall is actually where in the place of where the Crossroads Mall used to be, and the surrounding areas of Salt Lake City, Utah. I will only use the initials to protect the names of some of my sources. Other sources were one-time encounters with people who I struck up conversations with and who I never got to know on a personal level. It is interesting, though, how many sources have indicated that there is something going on underground below the Salt Lake City area. Hey, Sean, do you remember this article? No,
1: I, yeah. I, I almost never forget things like this. It's such played such a crucial role in like growing up with some of these anomalies these experiences and things that we've had together, the three of us.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, ghost hunting, we used to ghost hunt like crazy, you guys, and get involved in alien conversations and UFOs, and we've all had UFO encounters and things like that. So this kind of ties into a lot of that different stuff. I mean, why are we doing a podcast about that stuff right now? Because it obviously affected us in some deep level.
1: And if you know the three of us are together on a podcast, you know we got some experiences that we need to share with you guys.
2: All right, so we're just going to dive right into the article.
1: So it begins,
2: ID is a woman who I've met a few times. She told me that her son, R, at the time a night security worker at the Crossroads Plaza, was hired there by her son-in-law, P. On one occasion, P. had to respond to a bomb threat that was called in. All very routine. Normally, they did not go down into the lower sub-levels of the basement of the mall because it was discouraged by their superiors. Hold on a sec. Discouraged? I didn't mean to stop you there, but that reminds me of nowadays. Like, oh, we discourage you from doing this or doing that.
1: Like, that's going to make me want to do it. Yeah, immediate red flag. Anytime somebody, and especially if you're, like, working at night security, anybody, somebody comes up and says, hey, you know, you, we can't encourage you to go down there. Like, go down there anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they're the ones that have keys, like, access keys to get down there. They know that they exist.
2: It's like, you're gonna go down at some point, right? Anybody that cares about adventure, I mean, we watched Goonies, guys. We watched all kinds of cool shows back in the day, and you know what they had was booby traps, trap doors, secret places.
1: Don't go down there. We did it anyway. We found treasure. So, I'm down for that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, anybody who says don't go down there, you you got to wonder why are they tell you that in the first place you say it's the first day on the job you know it's you're, you're getting the training you're dealing with somebody who's been cool over the last week or so training you up and then all of a sudden their tone of voice changes and says we can't allow you to go down there don't go down there don't see anything what do you think people are going to respond to you know right exactly it's almost like you wanted us to do it all right
2: well I'm just going to go ahead and carry on but this time they had to go down in order to check for possible bombs although P had heard rumors about the tunnels and no doubt wanted to use this as an excuse to check them out P and R went through a. Particular door and down some flight of stairs to the third sub-basement level, below the lowermost level of the mall itself. They followed a long hall northward, and this ended with two large and very ancient looking carved wooden doors, both of which were locked. Also in the same hallway there was another door, they did not know if it was locked, since from underneath the door an eerie greenish glow illuminated. Something about the glow really freaked them out. They were terrified, but rationalized that the glow must have come from a green exit sign behind the door.
1: Really? How do they know it was green? A a freaking exit sign? really. And how
2: is it going to illuminate like that?
1: And what's with the carved doors? Yeah. I mean, it, this is granite country down here.
2: Yeah, this is weird, like, having a carved door like that. It reminds me of Lord of the Rings or something, like, some weird kind of... I always go to witchcraft. I'm always bringing up witchcraft in our stories, but, again, what is up with this, you know? Well, not to mention the fact that they said this is the third sub-basement, so this is
1: pretty low, and to have a intricately carved wooden door like that just is way out of place. Yeah, the, the mall man, Those. remember? I don't know if you guys ever remember being in that mall. I do. I have memories of that mall. It had um, that
2: cool, really stained cobble floor i love that
1: yeah and and what i do remember is the food court was at the bottom or the second level yeah so the fact that this article was coming out and saying that there was a third sub-basement level inside the mall obviously that was a place that either was for maintenance purposes things like that Uh, it was off limits to the public
2: you know what's kind of weird too you guys is i noticed that mall is dim you guys remember it wasn't lit very well there wasn't
1: a whole lot of light you're right
2: and i wonder it's like you guys don't know where we're going with this quite yet but This ties in in some way if it's dim. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. Stay with us.
1: After this incident, went back to an alley near the mall with a friend of his. Where they parked their pickup truck, they tied a chain to a manhole cover and pulled it up with the truck, then went down and through a tunnel. At one point, navigating over a stream of water that cascaded downwards and finally came to a crawlway that emerged in a 10 by 10 foot square concrete room. In the floor of the room was a metallic trap door that could only be opened from above, and below this was a similar concrete room with a similar metallic trap door. So how many layers is this already, guys? Five? Uh, I count two or three at least yeah. of the same room. This is weird. I wonder yeah. if that's man trap intended. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway. Actually,
2: before you go on to that, yeah. I remember seeing those same dang tunnels around the LDS temple that were concrete with a middle yeah, kind of, right? manhole cover that looked oh, different yeah. than a sewer cover, like a sure. trap door. Or well, Maybe a little smaller than 10 by 10, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder if some of those still exist down there. We'll have to go check a look. If any of you guys are down there, go look for some manhole covers that you might be able to find if they yeah. open one way. I know there's definitely a lot of ventilation shafts down e- there.
2: Email but. us the loop please.
1: Yeah, if you guys have any more information about any of this, uh, please email the station. Uh, Roman can give you the email address at the end of this, but uh, I'm going to continue reading if that's cool. Oh yeah, go for it. The third room, if I recall correctly, contained a horizontal tunnel passage that led to a door through which they spied a large 200 to 300 foot long underground chamber in which they saw two men in suits. That's very familiar, right, yeah. Roman? Lots of people in suits down there who were pacing back and forth and carrying Uzi machine guns. Yeah, what do they need machine guns for? I remember seeing a lot of, it's like Men in Black almost, Yeah, you know, but it's weird if you've ever been down there. It's weird. Yeah, what's with the guns? I
2: venture to say they're not worried about people coming down there. They're worried about what they're trying to hide. Not the people coming over there, but whatever's coming out of it. Wait, you think that if something's trying to escape,
1: they, they'll shoot them?
2: They're gonna they'll blow that them.
1: thing away. If, if it's trying to escape, yeah, but the only thing is, is let's say somebody does run the one thing I've always wondered about some of these encounters is what do you do? Do, they, do these people disappear? I mean, obviously the stories are here, right? So people have gotten away with it. But let's say one of these guys catches you. Do they hire you and just say, "Well, you're stuck with us"? Or you know did, too much, so you're going to stay alive, but you're going to work for us? Or do they give you the option to pretty much just die? I don't know. I think that's... they dodge both of those items
2: and they just do the neuralizer. I think that's a real item. They like mess <laughs> your mind up and jumble you up. Yeah. I don't remember some well, when stuff. When you think of stuff like alien abductions and stuff, that a lot of people that go through that situation, a lot of times we'll have these fuzzy memories where. Like, Like they don't remember specific things that had happened to them until, you know, having uh, some kind of a, when they do like like hypnotism and then all of a sudden you remember it, you know, so maybe they do have that technology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put past it. All right, Sean, I'm eager to finish this part of the story.
1: They, of course, decided not to try to enter the room and instead went back to the concrete chamber and discovered two more below that. The bottom chamber connected to a southwardly running tunnel that led to a large cavern or catacomb in which they found a seemingly bottomless shaft, a large tunnel strung with lights and leading south, question mark, which was, quote, large enough for a semi to drive through and a manhole with the letters HZ engraved on the lid.
2: Wow, HZ, I wonder what that would be. Also, the idea of it having, like, enough room for a semi truck, who's digging that deep down? in there to make
1: this big thing anyway. Well, if you know some of the history of Utah, you know, there. and Roman knows a lot about this from his days at the Walker Center, but we knew that there was tunnels big enough for people to go in and slip in and out of things, you know. Obviously, the Mormons had some suspicious things going on back then that probably a lot of people didn't have any clue about, but really the size of this for a semi-truck, what are they doing down there? What are they hauling? Yeah, when when I used to work at the Walker Center, which is the oldest skyscraper in the West, I used to be on
2: the management side over there, and I I was able to kind of learn the history. It was a bunch of brothers that built the building. It was actually a bank originally and they were called the Walker Brothers. But basically I was able to get some of the history and they talked about how they would go down these tunnels that were below the street and travel that way so that they didn't get mobbed, you know, attacks. A lot of uh, some of the Mormon leaders back then would use these same tunnels to come and go because there were people that didn't like them, would you know, try to stone them, throw rocks at them and stuff. So they built this with like blood, sweat and tears before they had really nice technology to build this a lot easier, basically. Yeah, I would use it if they gave me the opportunity, actually. They also saw st- strange human-sized footprints in the dust. However, these prints had only
1: three Three toes. toes.
2: That's the three-toed thing again. It reminds me of Hellier. I don't know if anybody's watched Hellier, but they had these three toes that were being found walking into caves in Kentucky. They look like almost like large bird feet, but they're so straight. Um, If you you do a search on it, you can tell they're not bird feet. They're just three-toed, almost like human flat feet. Yep. And what's weird is me and Roman watched this Hellier program. They were cave dwelling creatures, goblins almost, and Good point. so no sun. Good point. Underground, same kind of thing. So what are these things?
1: Yeah, I didn't throw out there too. What is it with uh, like the the paranormal uh, things with three? Right, so you got three claw marks for yeah. demonic scratches. Three you know, a.m. Three a.m. Oh, yep. three a.m. The Good witching point. hour.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's really weird. And then there's the three. You know, with the religious stuff, there's the three. There's the Trinity, right? Yeah. Stuff. I feel
1: like they're mocking the Holy Trinity by doing three of everything. But right? there's but there's also the third eye. Oh, yeah. You know, like when they say, oh, it's a third eye. There's there's always these weird similarities with numbers. Wait, you know what I'm going to say here? There's three of us.
2: Don't, yeah, say that right right. Right Don't say that
1: Don't say that. Okay, so we're going to continue on with
2: this article, but we're going to drop down a little bit further because it's a little bit of a long article, so we're not we're not going to cover everything. But basically, we'll just kind of skip down a little bit. So R's brother-in-law, P, who helped R get on as a security officer at the Crossroads Plaza, was told of the tunnels shortly after he himself was first hired on. P expressed an interest in exploring the tunnels, but was told by a fellow worker that this would not be
1: advisable, as he might have a run-in with the lizard men. Oh, my. Weird. And it's funny how they put that in there, that this was the exact used by the worker i was assured and not return
2: and then it's always the whole you shouldn't do it it's weird it's like they're like you can't go in there why don't they just have a locked
1: yeah but he knew exactly what it's almost like the guy who was telling him like had had a run in because look he described something you know? right and the other weird thing too is like i mean you could have
2: workers that are mocking so like trying to make a joke but that's like spot on to this story though the joke is spot mm-hmm. on so that means there's like some truth to it you know what i mean lizard man yeah Alright, the article continues. Another young man, TJ, told me how he had struck up a conversation with a man on a bus while traveling between states. The subject somehow turned to the Utah Underground Systems, and the man told TJ of an incident where a worker who was helping to construct the Crossroads Cinema stumbled into a tunnel. Followed it for a considerable distance until he came face-to-face with a, get this guys, serpent... Or lizard man, which tried to attack or capture him. Holy
1: crap. we Are talking about like reptilians here? Why is he trying to capture him? Yeah, what? That's weird. I wonder how he would do that. Did he just look at him for a second and then
2: like reach his hands out or? You know what? This reminds me of another, there was another story I heard on another podcast at one point about these lizard men that were in like the Havasupai Arizona area and there was this rock wall that actually had like a, a hidden door that was, you could walk right through it even though it looked solid. So it was
1: like if you stumbled upon it, you would just fall right into it. Oh weird.
2: And it was tunnels just like this and there was three toad reptile reptilian beings.
1: creatures living in them yeah. this was in arizona yeah oh weird so it's a neighboring state
2: there you go yeah. four corners it's all around here you know and i mean it just popped back into my mind just thinking about it so think about it nevada's right here yeah, arizona yeah there's all that ufo stuff area 51 there's so much here around i mean you guys well, brought up some yeah. big points here but here we go a little further into this article the worker was totally freaked and managed to escape back to the surface and made sure that every one of his friends he ran into knew about what he saw down there that particular story made quite the rounds and still considered by by many to be a folk legend in the area. But this man who told TJ the story said it was true. Anyway, the bus passenger continued by stating that the feds came in and sealed off the tunnel. This is a large federal building just a couple blocks south of there. Gee, I wonder if they knew about these tunnels, it says in the article. I mean, of course
1: they did. Yeah, you know, you you know they did, you know, right? And it's funny because, like, it wasn't shortly after that they stood this. And it's, you can't miss this building, guys. This building is like the most. It's huge. It's huge and it's ugly. And you can always tell when you're looking at a fed building because they have, I don't know what it is. They have no style. It's like concrete. (laughs) They have no sense of style. It's all concrete. You know, there's nothing to look at. It's it's like there's nothing to see here. And it's like the worst building, you know, in the entire city. That inconspicuous
2: vibe. They don't want to be like some rich looking something so that it attracts attention. Also, a bit further down in the article, It has this part where it talks about two separate people who've both made otherwise outlandish claims that reptilian humanoids live and work in our society, basically do a lot of their shopping to one particular mall. Jay from California told me this, although he could not add many further details. KS also told me that she had encountered three of these chameleons in a Nordstrom store in Salt Lake City. Is the invasion of our surface domain beginning? Who knows? But at least two men in the past, around the 1940s and 1950s, warned of an invasion or infiltration. Of our surface world by a malevolent race of beings who came from the deep beneath the earth. These were oceanographer William Beebe and machinist Richard Shaver. You know what's weird about this is it says earlier, these reptilian beings or humanoids infiltrate, masquerading as human disguises. I mean, that's classic alien stuff right there. I don't know. I mean, do these aliens, do these reptilians, if we're talking reptilians, do they come from outer space? Or are they just from underground anyway? Have they lived with us our, their whole life, you know, here on earth? Were they Atlanteans before? Yeah, I mean, this brings me back to. To the whole hollow earth thing you know um, there's a lot of stories about the hollow earth and that people have actually gone to it you know basically did it accidentally a lot of these people talk about how these things come from the inner earth and basically find the caves and come through the caves all the way to our surface so that'd be interesting but reptilians are cold blooded right so they usually like warm sun that actually think, that makes sense actually yeah so if they're coming from underground and they're closer to the heat that's probably better for them without the sun shining on them
1: but you gotta wonder why like what is the purpose in which you know it talks about chameleon and it's not the first time I've heard of reptilians that, you know, take on like a shape shifting, trying to be you know masquerade as humans. So what what would be the purpose, you know, to have something happen to these reptilian creatures to the point where you know maybe i don't know what do you guys think like why would they try to
2: be a human i mean do they go day to day like hey i want to go buy an oc tanner watch today oh i want to go pay a bill today they're not doing that what's their purpose maybe it is just like you said maybe they just need a little bit of sun like you know how snakes and lizards have to sunbathe like maybe they just need to get out of there for a little bit get a little bit of sunshine who I knows it's that complicated I it's don't more know. it's more complicated than that i'm sure but... i'm calling the police yeah do it <laughs> <laughs> wait, maybe it actually is deeper than we think. You know, I, I was just thinking this, this thought just popped in my head, but you know, what if they have like intergalactic enemies that recognize them if they were in their normal form? And so it's like, they've got to hide and like, maybe our government is working with them directly to get special powers, unlock some, you know, some knowledge that we don't know, or to get some kind of like technology or something. And they're just basically a team effort. There's intergalactic enemies, greys or some other aliens that would come in and kill them off if they noticed they were inexistent. If that's the case, I mean, if they're looking for reptilians and we're hiding them, you know, maybe they they can't see past the human race you know if they're hiding a sub level below or something there's something there you know i think you might be right you might be onto something there
1: my thing is is what pops into my head anytime I, I picture downtown and these reptilian and this might not be the right time for it maybe it's part for part two guys but just some of the weird experiments that we've heard about with uh you know like crossbreeding in, in a way maybe they're trying to create some kind of a different kind of race almost with between people maybe they're taking some of these abductees and experimenting with them to the point of like trying to create another i don't know something
2: so what is the government doing? Are they, I mean, we know crossbreeding is happening and we have stories to talk about that. That's part two for sure. We're, we're bringing that up. Let's yeah, make they, a part two. They just created the first pig human hybrid or something. I just barely heard about that. It was like China or something that just did it, but it's like a, it's knowledge now. Like everyone knows they did it, you know, but there's probably, that's what we know. What do we not know? And of course they do pig and human because they have the similar organ base, similar situations internally. But yeah, that is what the heck? This is blowing my mind talking about it right now.
1: So we're going to try to get through a little bit more of this article here and try to set it up here. Like I said, if you guys need to, I, I encourage you to check this website out, especially before it gets taken down or something happens to it. It's, it's pretty old by now in considering technology days, right? So Roman will put the link in the description of the podcast so you guys can go check it out yourself. So my wonder is that why is the
2: LDS church involved in hiding reptilians? Why is the government here involved in it? What's the big deal?
1: They're two kind of like in the same. In Utah, they're kind of the same. Yeah, church and state the, the church is like one thing. Church and state is not really separated here. It's, it's more like church and government.
2: Yeah, and we can say that in full confidence because we've lived here our whole lives and that's literally how it is here. I mean, there's really no separation, but as you scroll a little bit further down in this article, there is a really interesting part. It says, as the missionaries can get into any countries where the CIA cannot, they collect information on the people and everything of any and all nature of the country's governments and all their activities. All this worldwide information is shared with the CIA and it is fed into three of the largest computers in the world. These computers are church-owned here in the Salt Lake City area. These are reportedly on the third floor levels of the church office building in Salt Lake City. This church is one of the most powerful and rich organizations in the world today. It has one of the largest and secret police forces in the world. I've collected this kind of information for over 45 years. You know what's weird too is it says that the missionaries, or I guess the LDS church in general, has built temples in 100 countries. So how weird is that?
1: It's weird too that this article happened to mention about the richest and most powerful. The figures that I know about the Mormon Church, and I refuse to call them LDS, by the way, because of my personal beliefs, but the Mormon, and they used to love being called Mormons, by the way, and now you can't call them Mormons, but anyway, it's just, if you've ever been downtown, this organization, not only, like, it's got enough money to buy out the debt of the United States, from what I understand. It's kind of like the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church and the
2: Mormon Church are, like, the two biggest of all time, and they have so much money and so much wealth, you know, whether it's in, like,
1: actual assets or, you know, actual jewels and things like that, they just have so much that could literally level the day. And here's my question about this. Um, I do, as a network engineer and computer guy my whole life, I do believe that they honestly have probably some of the best and most powerful computers in those buildings. But my only other thing, too, is, you know, if, if that's where they're storing the information, then you have to ask yourself, because I've heard this from other Mormons I've talked to, where they would deny certain claims where you ask them questions about things, you know, kind of shady things like the Dana Knights used to do back in the day. You can look them up. The temple rituals. Yep. Some of the rituals. Of there's a ton of Masonic things, which, by the way, guys, they are tearing out. They're doing a heavy, massive amount of refurb on the old Salt Lake City Temple just after the earthquake. Oh, I
2: they're believe. getting rid of the Masonic stuff. I, You know, I noticed that So,
1: because I, I go downtown
2: all the time, and I did notice that there's, you know, the big construction walls, and they've got cranes and all kinds of stuff. They're doing a lot of work over there. And like Jaron said, there was actually a pretty big earthquake that we had in 2020. And what's weird about the temple is they have this giant statue. I don't know how big it is, but it's a, it's supposed to be the Moroni, um angel, but it's a solid gold statue. And that thing actually fell off of the temple during the earthquake. It was yeah. Actually the
1: trumpet. Yeah, it oh, had wings trumpet, in a yeah. trumpet
2: from what I know. Which again, solid gold, why?
1: Yeah, why do you need it for one? Number two is yeah. well it-, it could be a beacon, like a communicator. Like they used to use quartz and things like that, you know? Hey, that's yeah, a good way to like dig into, into that. In. Yeah, and, and it's like metal too, right? So doesn't yeah. that mean it's what is it? It's like an antenna. It's like a radioactive antenna. Right. Think Conceived of Ghostbusters. Signals. Think yeah. of Ghostbusters. You know, like yeah. it's attractive for like supernatural forces. I don't know. No, I think, I think
2: you're right. Like that. Well, you speaking of Sean saying that you don't want to call them LDS people that don't know what LDS stands for. It's Latter Day Saint. The whole purpose of the LDS people is that they are planning for the future in a what do you call it? Like a oh, end of the shit, world scenario. Like an, type yeah. Thing. It's yeah. like an
1: apocalypse.
2: An apocalypse. Apocalyptic way. That's what I was thinking. So with that being said, they store food in their basements. Everybody does this. Every single LDS person here in Utah does that. So Latter-day Saint, what do they do? They want to find a way to get away from the city if there's an apocalyptic situation that is at hand. And so what do they build? The... Granite vaults.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you guys don't know what the granite vault is, please do me a favor. Get on right now. Pause the podcast and Google the granite vaults in, in Salt Lake City, Utah. These, these things are massive, and they're built directly into solid granite rock.
2: Which is built... The temple's built by granite. So, so if they... you're
1: talking security, man, you're talking like thick granite, total vaults. And why a church? Why would you need to do this with armed you know, security and things like that is beyond me.
2: Yeah. And if you look up, if you do those Google image searches, I just actually did that right before we started this podcast. Um, You can see the blueprint of what it looks like in there, supposedly, as far as how far back it stretches and everything. The mystery. So what we know is supposedly housed in the granite vaults is the church records, supposedly. And that means, you know, church records are basically all the members, you know, names of the members, where they've lived, their family. The LDS church is really into genius genealogy. So they have a lot of genealogical records down there, but I feel like there's more. And the reason why we feel that way, my brother too, is that our anonymous witness told us a true account of what this person went through, which we can cover in the part two, which we're planning on doing, but it's uh, it's pretty interesting
1: stuff. Do you think these so-called gold plates are hiding up in there? No. No way. No, you know what? I, I. This is what I believe personally, guys. And I'm just going to throw this out there and you guys can throw your stones here in just a minute. But I believe the purpose for such a heavily locked down facility that they still run is they might be actually hiding things all around the world gathered by missionaries or intelligence alike to cover up things that they know discredits their belief in their system. Pretty much they know of all of the things around the earth that could basically destroy the foundation of this organization. And they, they keep it locked up away from where people can, can get to it. Easy. Yeah, because yeah, you can't tell me it's just records, right? Everything's electronic and encrypted, everything now. There's no reason to have that. Sounds like skeletons in the closet. It's basically a closet to hide all the skeletons. Uh,
2: the Vatican has the same thing. They have tons of stuff they're hiding away down there. So it's it's interesting. These really big, rich organizations that are supposed to just be religions. They It's interesting the things that, that we talked about it on the last episode. We talked about the chronovisor, and supposedly it's the Vatican has it, supposedly, and it's a device that helps you see in the past, you know, it's like a almost a time travel device so who knows this this crazy stuff is it's endless you know but out here the, those vaults they're plain as day you can drive up to them they just won't let you get too close
1: what's the golden rule guys what do they say what is the golden rule He who has the gold makes the rules. There you go. Yeah, so here's the this is this is one more thing I gotta add about the granite vaults, too. Is just guys, never forget this lesson. If I disappear tomorrow, or if any one of us disappears, if the podcast stops, you know, please somebody do something that you know, Darren, what do you say? I'm calling who? I'm calling the police. Yeah, call the police if this podcast stops after this. For one, and number two, always ask questions, guys. Always, always ask questions. Be on the lookout, use your brains, use your God given things that you have. Don't just blindly follow. Well, it's said that the granite
2: granite vaults really quick go from the LDS temple underground which is this is funny too guys if you're not from Utah everybody's like oh you know I'm from LA and so I, I know the names of streets and that's how I figure out where I'm at here in Utah it's a grid system and the grid system is zero and you know where zero is at the LDS temple. The temple and from zero south it gets bigger so it's 100 south 200 south 300 south and so the thing that's crazy about that is that the granite vaults go from zero the temple and they go all the way to the little cottonwood canyon so that's a pretty Pretty far distance. Um, Again, for calamity, right? Go into the mountains. That's the whole thing. Run to the mountains when there's something going on. When the rivers were flooding, when the Noah flood happened, people ran to the mountains. You know, right? And this actually reminds me a little bit of the Confessionals podcast. I'm gonna throw him out there because Tony Merkel he runs that podcast. It's a great. If you like this podcast, you like the Confessionals a lot. But he talks about in one of his episodes, and I don't remember which one it was, but he talks about a vault that's very similar to this. I think they call it Raven Rock. Yes. Um, And it's an underground facility so similar to what we've been talking about here. So look up Raven Rock because it's in Philadelphia. It's very similar and they, they're probably all connected. I wouldn't doubt it, you know, across the whole entire country because the intelligence, it's all connected. You know, they're all covering the same secrets and they're all hiding the same things from the people. You I know? feel like the elites are the ones that are preparing for something that the regular society doesn't understand or doesn't realize is coming. And so that's why they build these underground safe houses, if you will. And so every state has something like that, it feels like. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but that's what this podcast is all about, like Sean's. Said, you know, just keep an open mind and just always question everything and stuff. That's what we're here for. We're not trying to take a public stance on anything, but we're here to basically just make you think, just like we're doing. I mean, that's all we're trying to figure out is like what is going on here in this world that we live in, this strange and mysterious world, you know? We hope that this podcast really did pique your interest on some of this, and maybe you'll be inspired to do your own research too. And because it's close to Halloween, I can guarantee you this if I see a reptilian costume around, I really don't know if that's a costume anymore. There probably is reptilians here. Like, we been Halloween's the best time to be a reptilian and just walk freely, you know? Like, oh, wow, that's a great costume. And you can be like, thank you, because they can talk like humans, it sounds like, from stories I've heard and stuff. So, just say thank you. Yeah, I put it together myself, and yeah, no, Jern's right. There's probably some aliens and other creepy beings walking amongst us during Halloween. I'm gonna start asking them, like, USA-specific questions, like, who is the president at this time? And then I, I see his eyes glaze over into, like, a yellow side blink, like a horizontal blink, and then I'm I'm out. I'm so out of there, you guys. <laughs> okay. Alright, guys, Well. Well, that was a lot of what we wanted to cover today. Obviously, a lot of this stuff is very detailed in the article, and I do strongly suggest that you go read the article before it gets taken down, like Sean said. Um, I'll post it in the link of the show notes, so you can go ahead and find that pretty easy. But we are going to do a part two as well. There's just too much information to cover here as far as us locally and some of the stories that we have that kind of tie into this same article. We've got to get more personal here on the next one. Yeah, we'll get a little bit more personal, but we do appreciate you guys being here on the show this time, and we do encourage you to spread the word if you like what you're hearing. And just appreciate you being here and, and taking the ride with us.
1: Yeah, and I was going to ask, if any of you listeners are involved in the Mormon Church and you find this offensive, please just know that we're not intending to be demeaning or, or anything like that. We simply just ask questions. You know, anytime the missionaries came to my door when I was growing up, and I have family who's in the Mormon Church like all of us do in Utah, just simply ask questions. Be respectful. Most of these people probably have no clue about, you know, some of these things that were reported here. So just be respectful, but also encourage them to seek and, and ask questions and start digging a little bit beyond what they may know.
2: Yeah, we're just free thinkers here. I mean, we just want to make sure that we ask questions instead of just go with what society tells us. That's how we are with a lot of things. I mean, in the pandemic right now, there's we ask questions. You know, we're not the type to just follow us blindly, if you will. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what this podcast really is. And if you're a listener of our podcast here, then you're already probably a truth seeker in some way, shape, or form because you're looking up supernatural, paranormal things, right? But yeah, we do appreciate you being here with us and we hope that you're going to join us next time. Our part two is going to have a lot of information That we want to discuss and kind of get out there as well. And uh, we just appreciate you being here and thank you for for joining us. And
1: lastly, we're going to also tie in this article with how we use this to have a personal experience of the underground tunnels in Salt Lake City.
2: You won't want to miss it. Thank you so much. We'll post the link again just so you're aware. Bye now. See you later.